Santiago was an absolute blast. As a city itself, it's very good to go and visit. It's incredibly modern. You can see the Andes in, in the background. Uh, if you're high enough, you can also then see the Pacific Ocean to the west when you're in the city. And we had a good time there. We ended up visiting our friends that we'd met in Chiloe, back in the south of, of, of Chile there. And we ended up having a couple of lunches with them, got invited to a house party, uh, which we ended up going to as well. And the best thing about that house party was, apart from not really knowing many people there, uh, which is always good fun, we ended up, again, seemed to have this habit of getting magical buses out of nowhere. We, about three, four o'clock in the morning, decided that you know, we you know, both had a bit too much to drink and we should get back to to the hostel. We are one side of town, the hostel was the other side of town. Didn't want to get a taxi, but Santiago, like most Latin American cities, has a really good bus network. So we decided that we would, rather than sort of mess around, we'd speak to our friends to see how we could get back. Uh, one of them was Google Maps in it for us, um, found, found a bus that literally left from outside the house we were at for the party and went within about three blocks of the hostel. Absolutely superb, not a problem. It was, it was a 24-hour bus as well, which we weren't expecting. And so we ended up getting that bus, and that's about a pound, pound fifty. Now, bear in mind, we're both a little bit out of it, shall we say, and we're in a complete random city. The buses ended up, you know, the buses going to some far-flung place in the west of Santiago. So we've got to be alert to try and get off the bus at the right point. Now, we'd only been there for a day or two, not very familiar, but thankfully, and it's just a skill that I pick up along the way, it's always good to, if you're in a place, to locate a couple of landmarks or to have a, a little bit of a recon of where you're staying, uh, where the hotel is or the hostel. And I remember the hostel we were staying at, which was a fantastic hostel, I remember that a couple of blocks up the road, there was an old rail line that was still embedded into the road. So the minute you kind of go across the old rail line, you're kind of going to be near, you're going to be relatively near the, the hostel. Now, vaguely, I remember that. And the bus journey took about an hour and a half to get back from one side of town to the other. And I remember getting, fortunately enough, you know, we pressed, pressed the bell, uh, got off the bus. Well, I got off the bus and decided to jump off the bus and I'm pretty sure his ankle's never been the same again. He, he was swelling up for a few days, actually. So, yeah, never drunkenly get off of a bus. Just in case you decide to damage your ankle. No bueno. But the party was good fun. And we'd also met up with Carolina, who we had met in Easter Island. Um, she had given us a couple of recommendations. Number one was a great place to get sushi, fair play. Uh, and secondly was, uh, one of our friends was a tour guide and done daily tours up to really going up into the Andes. So we did, decided to take her up on both of, those, both of those things. On the day of getting sushi, we decided to, rather than just sit around Santiago all day and not do a lot, uh, we'd heard very good things about Valparaiso, which is just to the northwest of Santiago. It is a wonderful town, a wonderful city, incredibly colorful, has, hasn't had much luck, I think, with earthquakes. It was a delightful place. We were only there for a few hours. After we finally got there, we 
pretty much had a quick look at the uh, Mar National Maritime Museum, followed the main road around uh, the bay, and also went on a, a historic walking tour of the city, which took a few hours. If you ever get the chance to go there, highly recommend it. You can tell it's very rich in its maritime history, well, probably hence why the National Museum is there, but just an incredibly colorful place to go. Bear in mind our mentality at the time, we didn't want to spend a ridiculous amount of time in Chile, purely because we wanted our budget to get us further in, in, in the rest of our travels. The sushi we had in, in Santiago was, was wonderful. Uh, Carolina gave us her, her contact details and gave us her friend's contact details. And I think whilst we were eating, we booked in the following day to go on a, an Andes tour. And after we said our, our goodbyes, everything like that, we had just missed the last bus. Uh, which, which sucked a little bit, but we knew the way back to the hostel and it was a delightful couple of hours walk. I think about 11 o'clock at night to about one o'clock in the morning. And we also saw a guy kicking the door of a bus, which I think resulted in a bit of um, uh, an exchange of words, should we say, between the bus driver and the, the passenger. A bus driver clearly not happy that his door had been kicked in um, because he, I don't even actually remember what happened, but I physically yeah, do remember um, the guy kicking in the uh, door of the bus strange as always with any city it's always good to see the city from above and that's what we've done we could have got the metro but we didn't so we just walked the streets of santiago back to the hostel and you know wonderful stuff the day in the andes the following day was our first taste of being incredibly high up now we ended up seeing the um, cerro el Blomo. Which is a really high mountain. Uh, the El Plomo stands at 5,424 meters while well, in height, uh, which is about just under 18,000 feet. That's quite high. We didn't traverse the top of the mountain, but you know, so we must have been I mean, maybe a thousand or two meters below that, but that, that was a destination. Now, we didn't have winter clothes on us, so we ended up. Uh, there was three of us in the car that day. Well, there was the tour guide, uh, Aaron and myself, and this other young lady who had gone for the journey as well. We picked up some ski gear, got some coffee uh, on the way up, and this road just wound up and up and up and up and up. We stopped off at a couple of places. I think uh, the Mirador de los Tres Valles, uh, the sort of vista for three valleys. We stopped there. Uh, for a little bit and um, worked our way up to uh, another place, not necessarily sure of, of the name, but it might have been the Valle Nevado or the uh, Tres Puntas Valle Nevado. Uh, we ended up there and that was as high as we got. I had a bit of a play around in the snow for an hour or two. And just again, you know, you're, in, you're in the Andes, you can feel your breath being taken away because you've gone up a few thousand meters very high. Alas, we were to still go higher later on in our travels, but being able to see, you know, all these snow covered mountains to sometimes when you were lucky to look down on Santiago itself out to the Pacific as well. The journey back down was good fun. The guy said to us very clearly, he said, on the way down, you will probably fall asleep. And we thought he was talking nonsense. And he said, well, when you go down from such a, a height to 
well, yeah, when, you, when you go down a few thousand meters, basically in a very short space of time, which is what we were doing in the four by four, said so you, you'll probably, your body's not gonna be used to the oxygen levels. You will probably fall asleep. So as I said, we thought this was a bit nonsense, but we'd packed up the gear for the day and we were heading back down into Santiago. And as the, as the roads were winding out of nowhere, all, all of us fell asleep. Thankfully not the driver, <laughs> He's, he was used to this, so he stayed awake for the remainder of the journey. But the rest of, of us fell asleep and we woke up and next thing you know, we we're in pretty much near Santiago. We stopped off at a couple of vistas along the way, because again, that's where you can see the whole of the city and um, over to San Antonio in the, on the Pacific coast there. So, so a, a, great, a great and wonderful day there, full of, full of vistas. Really, really had an enjoyable time doing that trip. He, he just laughed at us when we woke up because uh, in a nutshell, he said, well, I told you, you would fall asleep. And that's exactly what we, we'd all done. We were all a bit groggy at the end of that day. Again, having been high up in the Andes, having looked at, you know, seen loads of mountains, had some fun in the snow. It, it was a, a great day out, something we wouldn't have been able to do otherwise. The last thing we've done in Santiago uh, on, on an American football level was laughing at New England Patriots. Uh, the, where the time difference from Chile to the US isn't that much. Uh, Monday night football was taking part uh, that evening. So we got back to the hostel, we grabbed a few beers and there was a couple of people there that were watching the football as well. And it was the New England Patriots. I believe they were at Kansas City Chiefs. It's a few games into the season and New England, one of the greatest dynasties in, in sports anyway, uh, one of the most successful dynasties in in American football, great quarterback, great coach, and they got absolutely slaughtered. I mean, they I don't rem remember the score, but they conceded a lot of points. They did not look good at all. It was pretty horrific. And everyone in the room was laughing because no one really likes New England Patriots. And I remember you know, uh, the consensus in the room was that they were done for, the dynasty was over, that's it, they're not making the Super Bowl, and we're all laughing at them. Lo and behold, we will follow them later on in the season as we will uh, be in South America uh, when the end of the season happens and the playoffs happen. But at that time, we were laughing at New England an awful lot as well. Uh, the only other thing of excitement was booking the bus journey from Santiago to Mendoza. We'd read a lot of reports that the border crossing between Chile and Argentina, again, they don't particularly like each other, but the border crossing itself between the two cities high up in the mountains was a bit of a pain in the ass. Ruta Siete, Ruta 7, uh, the main road on where the border is, we were told it's a bit hellish. So yeah, good luck with that. So we booked the bus tickets for the following day and we got on the bus and it was painful. Uh, it would have been a lot easier to possibly fly if that's even a possibility between the two. The journey was horrendous. The, the roads were okay, but that border crossing, I think took about five hours. It was, it was unorganized, it was just unorganized chaos. Everyone was moving very slow. It was just absolutely ridiculous. Probably the worst border crossing I think we've ever been involved in, just in terms of how long it took and, and the amount of chaos 
that was ensued, it, it just seemed at times that nothing was happening, nothing was moving. We'd also stupidly booked a bus for the middle of the day. So we'd left, I think, Santiago about 10 o'clock uh, with the aim of getting into Mendoza at about six, which turned out not to be a great move. Uh, we sort of later learned that if you're going to do border crossings, try and get them done as early as possible. That way it gives you, you know, allows for issues to arise should such issues arise. That was our time in Chile, but we, we had realised that we had made a big cock up the minute we got into Mendoza. Now bear in mind, we're going back into Argentina. Now, if you listened to previous episodes, you'd be well aware that uh, Dollar Resort was in full flow in Buenos Aires. We weren't necessarily expecting Dollar Resort to be in full flow in Mendoza. We had, when we had our bank cards with us, we had attempted to go round some of the ATMs in Santiago to withdraw dollars. But for some unknown reason, since I'd used my bank card in Easter Island, in the Santander there, my bank card wasn't working at all, which was frustrating because it meant that withdrawing uh, cash was becoming trickier. It also meant that our last day or so in Santiago was a bit you know, our day at Leisure in Santiago is a bit uh because we hardly had any, you know, not a lot of cash to uh, to get by with because we physically couldn't withdraw any, which was a bit weird. We were hoping that was going to correct itself in, in Argentina anyway. But the big boo-boo we made was this. We finally got off the bus uh, at the bus station in Mendoza, got our bags. The first guy comes up to us. We're thinking he was a taxi. Guy comes up to us. And is it a dollar azul, dollar azul? And we kind of looked at each other in 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 shock, realised the minute he said that that we'd made we'd made a bit of a mistake. And we said, you know, nothing of the lowers. No, we didn't. You know, I don't have dollars. We didn't have dollars with us at the time. And the guy said, no, no, it's you know, bien, bien, no, no hay problema. And tienes pesos Chilean. Do you have Chilean pesos? And we had, we had about twenty quid left on us, I think. He said, yeah, yeah, we got Chilean pesos. And again, we'd worked the exchange rate. It was good at the time because the, I think the, for every pound, you'd get about 900 pesos. So yeah, effectively working to a thousand pesos to a pound, that was great. We ended up getting a really good rate on the rest of the Chilean, which was annoying because we knew that we'd just been in Chile. We knew that we'd just been in Santiago. We knew that despite having issues of getting dollars out, there that we could have stocked up on Chilean pesos if we would have known that we could have got Dollar Azul in Mendoza. We had no idea whatsoever. We still had a stack of pesos, uh, Argentinian pesos from when we'd first been in Argentina. But yeah, we, we kind of looked at each other in shock horror knowing that we could have got a hell of a lot more bang for our buck if we'd have um, managed to have taken out some uh, dollars or at least Chilean pesos. I think we're a bit pissed off by that uh, when uh, the guy at the bus station uh, was ended up getting Dodder Azul. No men's with guns this time, no people. No men with guns this time. It was okay. We'd done the transaction uh, inside the bus station. Uh, very, very couth of us. Chile was left behind. Uh, the guy had got his uh, Chilean pesos. He was happy. We'd been given some more Argentinian pesos, lovely cheap pesos. We love them. And we knew now we were in Argentina for the third time. 
had to explain that to the person at Passport Control at the border as well, why we've been in Argentina three times in the space of, you know, a, a month or so. But we knew we were in wine country. Oh yes, Mendoza, the home of many bodegas. And that is where we are gonna pick up the story next time. So join us next time for wine country, Argentina, Mendoza, sunshine and wine. Hasta luego.